It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional. You're here with two pastors who really care. I mean, they really, really care. And they're going to give their best for each and every person they talk to. I'm here with the one who's the most active listener I ever met, Pastor Charlie Eastman, pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southborough, Massachusetts. So I hear you saying that I'm the best active listener you've ever met. Wow. It's, and it's, I'm here. It's like you heard me. <laughs> Indeed. And I'm here with Reverend Jonathan Malone of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, easily the best talker I've oh. ever experienced. Well, it comes He can with... talk and talk and help you understand things and just... You know, I mean, I was going to compliment your active listening skills too, but it just seemed redundant. Yeah, it did. No, I, I'm actually a horrible listener. I just keep saying, well, hold on. Let me, just let me finish. I just, oh, yeah. if I could. Yeah, I've been in those meetings with, with others who weren't you. Mm, how fun. I mm. want to just add that the East Greenwich that I'm in is Rhode Island, just so people know. Um, oh, did East, I say? You just never gave or? a state. It could be oh, East Greenwich. Oh, my goodness. It could and be, on the internets, you know, those yeah. people that are listening to us in, in Myanmar don't know oh, Myanmar. what their government is. No, don't know who we yeah. are. I was thinking about folks in England. I'm sure there's a Greenwich, England, isn't there? Oh, there most certainly is. Well, they would be. And probably an East Greenwich and a West Greenwich and a North Greenwich town and a... Not a South Greenwich. Oh, never. There's never a South Greenwich. Who would even? I know, That's crazy talk. So how's things going in East Greenwich, Greenwich. Rhode Island, at the First Baptist Church, where Jonathan Malone is the pastor? Wow, that was good. Thanks for repeating all that. Uh, Things are going well. We are getting ready... For, for Lent, I know it's it feels still a little bit early. People may be saying, Pastor, Lent doesn't start until the 17th of February. And <laughs> we're just If barely... that's your attitude, then Lent never starts. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to get it ready. We've got to get it ready. We've got to mm-hmm. get ready. So, yeah, so we only have one Sunday left. Well, we have two Sundays left. So this Sunday is our penultimate Sunday before Lent. Uh, yes. um, and, uh, but I, and I want to remind people that on the 14th, which is Transfiguration Sunday, which we'll talk about. It's also Ask the Pastor Sunday, which we'll also talk about more. Indeed, for but, both our churches. Yeah. In fact, we should just do a pulpit swap so they get different answers. Someday, we will do a pulpit swap. On Ask the Pastor Sunday, especially. So when they say, why is our church always doing this? And I'll say, I don't know, because you're messed up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be easier to do now than ever, uh, simply because... Um, for yeah. me, all it would be is sending you a file. Oh, yeah, that, that would be easy. So anyway, component. Th- that's coming up. We had a really lovely fellowship cafe last Sunday where we had a new member join the church, and uh, that was wonderful. And Doug Harris was there, and he shared about who he was, who he is, and, and all that. So that was really nice. But That's uh, awesome. Yeah, the main thing is, and the 14th is also a drive-by. Uh, it's one of those times when we encourage people to drive up to the church to pick up something and drop off something. So always we... That we welcome your pledges if you drive by and drop those off, but we'll be handing out ashes for Ash Wednesday on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So. We we also, I believe, are going to be handing out ashes since it looks like the Ash Wednesday service should probably be a Zoom format mm. rather than in person. Yeah, that's how we're doing it. And our Ash Wednesday will be on Zoom. I'll share more about Ash Wednesday next week. Let's talk about that next week. Yeah. Would that be all right? I think that'd be fantastic. Okay, how, how are Let's things at Pilgrim Congregational Church in oh, they're South cooking. Pearl, Massachusetts? Let me finish. Okay, they're go cook- ahead. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, sorry, there's a little delay with the recording. Or, uh, or with you. There's a little delay with you. Um, we are getting ready to reinvigorate our peace parade. I don't know if you remember, but we had a washout of our peace parade to go and uh, thank first responders and hospital yeah. workers in Southborough and Marlboro. And so we've had to reschedule that. So that's moved to the, f- the 13th. The day before Ask the Pastor Sunday, mm-hmm. the 13th of February, nice. we're going to get in our cars and parade over. Cars can be decorated, and we're going to make cards and drop them off at, at the various spots that we stop. And um, we've got the Rotary involved. We've got a number of groups that have come in and want to be a part of it. And this is part of Southboro Neighbors for Peace, which was an organization that started around some difficult times several years ago. And now it's been uh, every year they try and do uh, prayers for peace at the beginning of the year. Mm. And so we're going to make this the the event that stands in for that since we don't want people gathering and praying together. So that's that. Um, working on Ash Wednesday service and, and all that. Been working on my Lenten series. Mm-hmm. Um, I said last time we had a great annual meeting on Zoom, and we're still hearing from some folks about that. But also, one new initiative that is beginning very soon, mm-hmm. coming up at the beginning of March. And that is, we are going to start uh, parlor chats after mm-hmm. worship. So for half an hour, these are going to be invitation events. Mm-hmm. We're going to be inviting basically five to eight families to come together on a Zoom call. And we're just going to spend time f- filling you in on what's been going on at council, what the hot topics are at church, where I'm headed in my sermons, and then check in with each of the families and oh. just give us a little closer FaceTime to, to help people have uh, feel that sense of connection and community in the church. Well, that's a great when we idea. do fellowship time and just open it up, sometimes we get 40 people in there. And even with the breakout groups, it can just be difficult to get connected. Yeah. So this is this is intentionally, and it's going to be a wide cross-section of families that are going to get invited into this experience. So, so a mix of people that don't necessarily know each other really well, mm-hmm. you'll know probably everybody, but you know. Really looking forward to this as another chance for us to connect. What a great idea. That sounds fantastic. I might borrow some of that. Please do. I've stolen from you. You steal from me, brother. Why not, right? That's mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's how we be. That's how, that's how we roll. So, uh, the 14th is a big Sunday, right? Oh my gosh, there's too much going on. Apparently, there's also a Hallmark holiday that day. Right, Valentine's Day, and everyone should send a picture of the skull of St. Valentine to their loved one. Indeed, yeah. Let people know you're thinking about his skull. <laughs> Ruminating on his cranium. Look it up. It's interesting. It's an interesting picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's Valentine's Day. We kind of look past that. But it's also mm-hmm. um, the last Sunday before Lent starts. Ah, that must have some it significance. Is, it, most, I think for Protestants... Isn't that Ash no. Sunday? Oh no, we don't... Oh, yeah. no, sorry. I'm rushing ahead. <laughs> Oh, Charlie. That's not oh. a thing, folks. That's that's oh, really Charlie. not a thing. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, my mail-away theology degree yeah, failed me at that, that moment. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, earlier, Charlie didn't even know Wendell Berry, and all the UCC um, mothers and fathers fainted, fainted in their chairs. They did. I mean, then I found out he was joking. No, so it's also Transfiguration Sunday. I don't know if the Catholics Woo-hoo. have it that Sunday as well. They may be a little different, but that's okay. 
Yeah, the Catholic lectionary is slightly different from the revised common lectionary, yeah. for those who don't so know. So it's Transfiguration that. Sunday, and the text for that... Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Is David Bowie's song, Ch-Ch-Ch-Changes. Oh, right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you can use that. Are you, do, you, are you on the lectionary, free. Charlie? Because I am not. Oh, so do you, I don't know what the lectionary yeah. text yeah, is. I'm we're just lectionary. going through the Gospel of Luke. Every Sunday, we're just working our way through Luke. So I'm using the Luke's, Luke version, I, I, and I Got don't it. want to confuse your people if they're not going to hear from Luke. I understand. Okay. Let me pull it up real quick. I'm, I, I, it wasn't my focus for this right. week, so it's right. not the text I've been looking at currently. Um, we've, been, we've been rolling through Mark since we're mm. following the lectionary. Oh, Mark is so fun. Mark is great. Mark is punchy. Mark is on the bare metal. I I really mm-hmm. like Mark. Mark was my favorite gospel for a long time. Um, most pastors have a favorite gospel, I think. I don't know what mine is. Oh, see, that's why I said most. Yeah, I kind of vacillate. I mean, Matthew's fun. Luke is nice. Mark mm-hmm. gets right to the point. But John, he just brings in that other perspective that you're like, huh. Yeah. Okay, I will I will go on the record and say not a fan. Not a fan of John. I'm not a fan of John. Wow. At all. Wow. I get it. I know why John's there. Yep. I accept it. Okay. I'm not anti John. <laughs> but phew, we were about to change the whole Bible for you, Charlie. Yeah, well. So what is the do you, do you have the text or no? Sorry, I, I hit a snag. That's why I've been vamping. Okay. My my computer was just scrolling. Well, uh, Mark, nine, uh, Mark nine two through nine. That's weird because in Luke it's Luke nine. Mm-hmm. Two through nine. Sometimes no, they line up. Mark nine, two through nine, six and, days later. And in Luke nine, eighteen through thirty-six. But no, no. Mark nine, two through nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. That was too Let's early. let's focus it in again. Okay. So the transfiguration <laughs> in this It's like herding cats today and there's only two Holy of us here. Cow. I, it's a weekly devotional. And this is yeah. episode 45. And we're doing it very weekly. Epi- yes, th- nicely done, Charlie. Bonus. So in the story, Jesus takes uh, two or three of his disciples up to a mountain. And then Jesus has, mm-hmm. says, wait here. And he goes up and he prays and he becomes glowing white. And, and you see two people beside him. Mm. Moses and Elijah. Not Elisha. Oh, no. This is an Elijah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Elijah shows up later. Mm-hmm. And because S comes after J. Oh yeah. I never actually made that connection. Oh, well if you ever get stuck on Elijah, Elisha S comes after J. J comes before yeah. Sha. So, um the 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 story or one of the the readings of this or ways of looking at this is saying that Moses represents the law, Elijah represents the prophets. Mm-hmm. And so you have Jesus shining in his fullness with Moses and Elijah on either side of him, uh, kind of giving this sense of what he really is about. Um, and then as the story goes, like Peter, usually it's Peter, because Peter's the one that just speaks without thinking, says, this is awesome. Let's build some shrines. Or he says booths. But, um, and then a voice from heaven comes and says, you know, this is my son, listen to him. And, and then... Everything's back to normal. So that's about it. Did mm-hmm. I get get all the major points? Nice. Nailed it. That's that it. That's the, the whole, whole story. Why did it work its way into our lectionary though? Yeah, why at this point? Why right before Lent? I think that's a mm. that's a great question. 
it's a little heavy handed, but it, but it is a question. It is a, yeah, <laughs> I think for me, it's it's setting up. I mean, Lent should be difficult. Uh, and, and we're really seeing the humanity of Jesus as we're walking through Lent, um, especially on the cross. Mm-hmm. And that can be despairing. Mm-hmm. So to kind of like give you this, this, this taste, this reminder of who Jesus is um, fully before journeying into Lent, I think is a really good thing. It's kind of, um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, in seminary, I did a, a, a two-month hike on the Appalachian Trail. And the night before I started mm-hmm. that hike, I was, in, I was in Baltimore, and I had this amazing meal with some friends of mine, and they gave imperial crab and um, ice cream and just everything. It just ate so, so well, because I knew that after that, for the next two months, I would not be eating well. <laughs> and it was nice just to have this, like, this, this thing to kind of keep me um, grounded. And I think that's part of the reason I think transfiguration it's the Sunday before Lent starts. Well, in the Catholic tradition, Transfiguration is during Lent, mm. um, which which is it's wrong. Odd to me, it's wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong if you're a Catholic. Oh, Jewish. sure. I guess the, um, the handful of them. Right. Yeah, the handful. So for for them, it happens in, which is strange for those of us who see Transfiguration as a point of praise mm. as a moment of recognize God, recognizing God's glory reflected in the law and the prophets and Jesus. Right. Um, so it's a, it, also we have a tra- tradition in most churches that observe Lent where the word Alleluia does mm. not appear in the liturgy right. during Lent. We, we remove Alleluias. So for the doxology, if you sing one or say one or whatever, you take the Alleluia out. Often nowadays people will transition to maybe using a Taizé mm-hmm. song during Lent uh, to mark that slot where a doxology would be. Do you, do you use a doxology Yeah, we do. Um, I often sure. change it for okay. the, the High Holy Seasons for Advent and Lent, and I haven't mm-hmm. thought about that. If, if I change it, what I would change it to. But yeah. Oh, and which doxology do you use? Well, in normal times, we use both the Gloria Patri in the beginning of the service ah, and then the, the doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow, after, as the offering okay. is being brought up. And do you do blessings flow or do you do blessings flow? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. The first one. The fast yeah, one. But we haven't okay. sung it. I like the yeah. fast one. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's got a nice little beat to it. It, 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 it cooks. But you bring it in in different times of the year. In different times of the year, I change it up to help us be aware okay. of we're in Lent or we're in Advent. It, you know, we're in mm-hmm. a different time. So you don't replace it. You just strike it during Lent? No, I will, I will, I will replace it with something else. I just don't okay. know what. Probably since we don't do it right now, I'll, I'll replace the Gloria Patri, um, which I keep in because mm-hmm. it's one of the few times we actually have good Trinitarian theology offered in the in the liturgy, it, it, even mm-hmm. though the language is um, heavily masculine and dated. Mm-hmm. Yep, some churches have struck yeah. it from their liturgy and not replaced it. Some churches retain it because it reminds them of mm-hmm. church when they were kids, if they were of a certain age. And s- um, yeah, it has it has various utilities, but it's freighted with various uh, yeah. liabilities as so, well. We didn't come here to talk about the Gloria Patri. We came to talk about okay, Transfiguration, right. and both you and I are mm-hmm. doing something on that Sunday. We are. We do something ask, every Sunday. Yeah, ask, but this one's a little different. It's You're Ask right. the Pastor Sunday. It is. 
Yeah. ATPS. ATPS. I'm making t-shirts. Good. So why on earth did you choose to make an Ask the Pastor Sunday on that day, Jonathan? You must have a real compelling theological reason. Well, I'm going to give you some indoor or inside baseball. Some indoor baseball. I love a good game of indoor baseball. (laughs) Just fantastic. The crack of the bat, the crack of the ball, the crack of the wall when the ball hits it. Oh, fantastic. That hasn't been developed yet is kind of surprising um about a year ago it was a yeah a year ago or when the last transfiguration sunday you know i had a sermon ready and was probably looking at you know christ revealing himself and moses and elijah and all that stuff Ah, revelations yeah okay yeah that thing but i'm sure you've had those sundays where you go up there and you just don't feel good about the sermon hmm have you ever had that don't know what that even okay, means. Okay, well, um, some of us less stellar pastors have those days. <laughs> oh my! Where you, you know you've worked on it and worked on it. It's not a I, I put it off until the last minute. I've been working on it all week, and it's mm-hmm. just not mm-hmm. coming together. And sometimes, most of the time, I say, "Okay, that I know. Yeah, that I know. I know." Yeah, and most of the time, I say, "Well, let's just do it anyways and see what happens." And usually, it's fine. Yeah, nine point five times out of ten, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But for some mm-hmm. reason, this one, it just, I felt, just didn't feel good about it. I felt like the sermon mm-hmm. just wasn't right. Uh, and so, you know, before the church, I was praying like I usually do and, and reading over the sermon. And I was just like, this isn't working. And so I thought, what if mm-hmm. we just do questions? Um, so it was a very last minute thing. It was like okay. probably a half an hour before the service started. I found some pieces of paper, cut mm-hmm. them up, made sure they were passed out to everyone, and said, "Write down your questions." Uh, and, and and in that you know in that process of like kind of that anxiety of like a last minute change, what are we going to do? I also that that idea came together that it's Transfiguration Sunday when the fullness of Christ is revealed. Why don't we just try to reveal the fullness of Christianity in the best way that we can by saying, "What are your questions?" Instead of me saying, mm-hmm. "Here are the things you need to know." Tell me what it is you're wrestling with. No, you know, no, no, no bars. So that's where it came. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came out of a moment of desperation. Uh, but okay. I think God works that way. Absolutely, God can work that way, and a and a, yeah. and a beautiful and rare glimpse into the tortured soul of poor Jonathan Malone, <laughs> yes. pastor, preacher, and my pal. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, and and it went really well. And I thought we should do this again. So I, we are. I, I appreciate that. I, I like the Genesis story of this event, and I, I think it's there, there's another dimension at, at work for me, and that is there's a, there's a change that happens. I don't know if this is in the Luke passage, but it's mm. in the Mark one at verse 3. It says, the clothes of Jesus became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And this transfiguration event itself has a a supernatural character to it in mm. the in the revelation such that something has happened that is so beyond the normal yeah it's just completely out of the day to day experience the disciples are dirty jesus is dirty their feet are dusty anywhere they go into there's this impulse to wash your feet in order to feel clean mm-hmm. um you know they they live in a a partial desert at an arid area so that that sense that anything could be white, truly mm. white in color is just out of normal experience. 
And I guess I look at and ask the pastor thing as every single week we are preaching on texts Mm. and the people are sitting and listening and formulating all kinds of questions that never get addressed. And so our normal state of being is we claim we want preaching to be a dialogue, Mm -hmm. but it rarely is unless you do talkbacks after the sermon event. Yeah. Or after the service. And I know some people love to do those talkbacks. And some people do dialogue sermons. That's a particular art. Um, thinking of Jacob Yunker in Franklin uh, at the Methodist Church does real interactive talk, talking sermons with the people. But um, that's not the norm. Yeah. And so I think, I think it's really interesting to take this Ask the Pastor Sunday to Transfiguration Sunday mm. because of the character of just revelation, not of the pastor. No, 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 no. But of the people, yeah. of the people and their questions. And to me, that is, that's fascinating. Yeah. That's a great possibility well, that's a great way to, and opportunity. I like that. And, and I think there's, there's uh, oftentimes a, a sense of there are secrets about Christianity that only some know. And so I want to know what those secrets are. And, and I want to say, hmm. well, ask, because, yeah. you know, if I know it, I'll tell you. If I don't know it, I'll also tell you. Uh, but also those other there's those theological questions that people sit with and they think ah this is probably a stupid question and and it often right. isn't it, you know one that I got I got one from a child because some some people have been sending in their questions early which is very helpful but one is why did God allow COVID to happen if God mm. loves us why did God which is I, I know for a fact. She is not the only person that has thought of that question. But of who's course. asking it? Because yeah. we want to say, well, we don't want to be seen as weak in our faith or stupid. Or, but boy. Right. But the, it's, it's the same question as why did God allow my, my relative yeah. to die? It just why, why did God this, yeah. that, and the other? It's a, it's a it really wonderful is. question. It's an important question. If we're going to preach a loving God but an omniscient and all-powerful God, we've got... That's, that's a question to contend with because it says something about the yeah. nature of God. So, I mean, and, and those kinds of questions. One other question I'll just to share on this, this show, and I'm not going to give an answer right now, but another question is great is, why did we stop singing amen at the end of hymns? <laughs> And I was, all right. I was glad to get that right, one early because right. that one You're took a little research. Them. I didn't have an answer at the ready. Mm-hmm. But these questions, oh good, yeah, See, the, it's good these for us too. Are, I think are so important so that we people don't feel distant um, from their faith. And I, I I love the way you put it, Charlie. It's a right. sense of breaking out of what becomes the routine, mm-hmm. um, and and almost like cleaning ourselves off. Like let's remember the core, the the. The true parts of who we are are, you know, let's look at these dusty shelves and see, yeah, yeah, remind yeah. ourselves what's there. That, that, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, a- additionally, it's got this, uh, it's got this lovely component of, um, you know, Peter has an impulse to do something at the, at the revelation. Mm-hmm. He, he has, he, he wants to, to, to do something with it, uh, with, with the, this amazing aspect of Jesus and and of course Peter gets it wrong because it's well in this case it's the gospel of Mark but throughout the gospels the disciples routinely get things wrong yeah. important for church members to see that mm-hmm. uh, and pastors too but but there's there's also something that goes really right and that's that we recognize Peter's impulse to want to be part of the experience yeah and and the people should you know the the 
the word that we use to describe what happens in church on Sunday morning is it's the liturgy. Mm. And lit- liturgy means the work of the people when you take it from the Latin. Mm-hmm. It's not just the work of the pastor. It's the work of the people. We do this together. Yeah. And so in that framing, having people bring their questions and receive answers, no matter how imperfect the answers will be. And they will be. And I promise you, yeah. the longer you wait to send us your questions, our answers will be commensurately imperfect. Mm-hmm. So if we have time to research, we can give you real answers. Yes. Yeah. Like, why why don't we have him the amen at the end of hymns anymore? That's right. That's right. That, that would be a Sunday morning stumper, whereas with time, you can formulate a real answer. But just my point that it's it's everyone's work. Yeah. And of course, God could have had this revelation for Jesus when Jesus was alone. Right. Especially in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus takes several moments to go out and pray by himself. Right. But God didn't do yeah. that. God presented the revelation in front of Jesus' friends. God wanted an mm-hmm. audience for this moment. And we want an audience for what we do yeah, as well. Beautiful. So we want to encourage people to send in their questions. And if you're if you're a listener and not an active participant in either um, Pilgrim Congregational or at First Baptist, you can still send us questions. Yeah, please do. So I mean, if you send a question to yeah, twelve enough, twelve enough at gmail.com, and I will make sure Charlie gets it as well, and we'll bring them into the service. We'll Thank say, you. here's a question from a listener, all the way from Greenwich, England. Here, here's one from Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. You never in know. The, in the southern tier of New York. Here's one from Albuquerque. <laughs> I you just have, like to say Albuquerque. I'm sorry. Albuquerque is a great name to say. That is. It is. Especially never, the Bugs Bunny accent. Yeah. I've never been to New Mexico. Have you ever been? Uh, ooh, that is a state I don't believe I have been to yet. We should. We should. Oh, no, no. Oh. That's not true because I stood at the Four Corners. Oh, okay. Right? So I've never it, stood at the at Grand the Canyon. Yeah, I've never done yeah, that I've been, either. I've been very briefly in New Mexico, but I can't claim to have spent time Okay, there. well, let's let's do a show in, in New Mexico, in Santa Fe. Oh, it's it's on. I'll, I'll get a ticket to, today. <laughs> today. Yep. So, no. And I feel a prayer coming on. Yeah, I think we're good. You have, we're at a okay. good. But please send in your questions and don't send be embarrassed. Your question. Ask the pastor... Anything. Anything you want. And I've told people, you can even ask me sports-related questions. You'll just get the kind of answer that I can give. It would be the same. Yeah, yes. which is usually more no. simpatico on that. <laughs> so I have um, a poem, and it's, it's a selection from a poem by Wendell Berry. Wendell? Yeah. Is that a real name? So it's, it is, a, I know, it, it sounds made up. Wendell Berry is... Um, um, he's been a poet for such a for a very long a poet, a writer, an activist, um, and he's really known as well because he's an active farmer. He has um, yeah. a farm that he's been working for at least forty years, if not longer. Mm-hmm. And his poems, his writing, everything comes out of his experience with the earth um, and with his farming. Um, and I believe he's in Kentucky. So that sounds yeah. right. So his um, his poems are just beautiful. This is. I'm just going to read uh, part of this. The poem that we're going to be reading from is is called "Elegy." It was written in 1958. Oh, how about that? And I'm going to be reading the second strophe. Uh, but I, I encourage okay. people to go and read the whole thing because it's a beautiful poem. All right, let's start with prayer. Let's start with prayer. Let's pray. Here we go. 
God, help us to see you as you truly are in our moments of quiet and solitude and in those times when we're engaging in others. Help us to see you as you are in others and for others. And may your resplendent glory shine through our actions and our love. I think, God, part of the reason I like this Ask the Pastor Sunday idea so much is because I want people to ask you anything. I want them to bring their whole selves forward whenever they interact with you and just just give you all of it, whether it's joy, anger, frustration, celebration, every single bit. God, thank you for being open to all that we are and for loving us so well. And from Wendell Berry. We sleep. He only wakes who was unshapen in a night of snow. His shadow in the shadow of the earth moves the dark to wholeness. We watch beside his body here, his image, shape of silence in the room. Amen. Amen. That's one of those that has to just sit with you for a while. Oh, yeah, it's like a koan, yeah. right? Like a yeah, it koan. is. Mm. He's, uh, he's a deep river, that Wendell Berry. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though. That can't be a real name. Well, it's a perfect name for a farmer, isn't it? Wendell, yeah, that is. an actual berry in your name? Come that on. That is a good... That's awesome. <laughs> It'd be funny if he doesn't raise any any agriculture at all. Beef, mm, he, beef. he did the commemorative poem for John F. Kennedy that starts, We know the winter earth upon the body of the young president in the early dark falling. It's such a gorgeous oh, yeah. wow. passage. He's, he's really good at just capturing those little moments. He's mm-hmm. probably... Uh, my favorite poet still is is Mary Oliver. Mm-hmm. I just can't can't get enough Mary Oliver. And for anyone who's any kind of spiritualist, right. Mary Oliver. But but if I can't have my Mary Oliver, I can move to Wendell Berry and scratch some similar itches in similar situations. Yeah. If you like, it's kind of one of those. If you like, then try. Mm-hmm. So if you like Mary Oliver, and you've you've been through poets like her and not Wendell Berry, you might you might be open to Wendell Erdman Berry. Oh, Erdman. Erdman, come on, his name just gets better. It really does. What else can you yeah. add to that? I don't, I don't know. I think I'm done. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, send in your questions, please. Yeah. And um, you know, have a, and, and yeah, look, look for those moments when God is just revealed in, in the fullness of who God is. That's right. Oh, and have a nice sports contest on. Oh, Sunday. that's this Sunday. If you're listening to this in I real keep time. I forgetting about that. All right. Well, go yep. sport. The sports ball teams are going to see who can best the best sports well, ball. I will root for the team. Yay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great everyone week, everybody. Well. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a part of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts, and Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. If you'd like to see, hear more shows or see the show notes for this episode and other episodes, go to 12enough.com. That's 12 all written out. If you'd like to send a comment about this show or any other show, send those to 12enough at gmail.com. And please go and like, rate and like the show on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening.
the sports ball teams are going to see who can best the best sports ball 